Waiting for the Magic, Chapter 19, page 129. But it did happen. Something more exciting happened late on the day Mama and Nicholas came home from the hospital. The dogs were excited. They got to sniff and examine Nicholas in his little blue baby seat. Bryn, beautiful. Grace, I think he is very intelligent. Biddy, highly trainable. Neo, I like him. I smiled at this. Neo liked everyone, even Marvelous Murphy. Mama smiled too, not because she heard the dogs talk, but because she could see they liked Nicholas. Mama was happier than I had seen her for a long time. She kissed us all. She hugged the dogs. I'm glad to be home, she said. Home with Nicholas, who is the most perfect baby. Home with all my perfect children and our perfect dogs. And Lula, said Eleanor. And Lula, repeated Mama, the perfect cat. And your husband, said Papa, who has not been perfect. The smell of Gran's ham filled the house. Sun filled the house, too. Grandfather put together his famous rhubarb pie that he'd bake when the ham was out of the oven. We could hear him talking about it in the kitchen. Yes, it smells good, he said. Yes, it is beautiful, thank you, he said. Who are you talking to, called Mama. There was a little silence. Myself, said Grandfather. I'm talking to myself. It is allowed. All of us, except for Mama, knew he was talking to Biddy who was always interested in pies and cakes and cookies, anything sweet, gooey, or that drip. Nicholas didn't cry much, except when his diaper needed changing or he was hungry. Mostly, he looked at all of us, whether or not he could focus on us. And once he smiled. Bryn, a smile! And he stared at us over Papa's shoulder when Papa danced Nicholas around the room, singing the Muffin Man to him. Grace. Singing. Another thing dogs can't do. Another thing dogs can't do. Biddy. There is always howling. Neo. Maybe we could learn to howl in tune. We ate ham and biscuits and corn, the dogs sleeping under the dining room table. It was just before we were to eat Grandfather's rhubarb pie with the crisscross crust that the telephone call came. Hello, I said. Is Mrs. Watson there? It was a kind of familiar voice at the other end. I looked at Mama. She shook her head. She was tired. Could I take a message? Well, this is Julia from the animal shelter. I remembered the spiky-haired woman when we got the dogs. This is William, her son. I turned from the phone. It's Julia, the shelter woman, I said to Mama. Mama looked at Papa. The dogs all sat up. Papa got up and took the phone. This is Joe, Janie's husband. Could I help you with something? We watched Papa's face. It changed from interested to more interested. One time he looked at the dogs, then at Mama. They're all fine. They're terrific. Janie's just home from the hospital with a new baby, so why don't I come down? There was more silence. A half hour then, said Papa. 
He hung up the phone and looked at us. He went over to Mama and leaned down and whispered to her. We were all quiet, even the dogs, who watched very carefully. Suddenly, in the middle of Papa's whispering, Mama grinned. Papa stood up. Well, now, there appears to be one lone dog at the animal shelter. He is a smallish brown dog who needs a home. And the woman, Julia, thought about us. She said he is very friendly and smart and loving and... He shrugged. Go, said Mama. Go now and take Eleanor and William. She'll want them there. We'll eat the pie when you get home. I'll make coffee, Grandfather said. And I, said Gran, leaning down to pick up her knitting bag. We know what you'll be doing, said Grandfather. Neo walked over to Papa. No, said Papa. We have to do this without you, Neo. We'll be back soon. Joe, called Mama. Yes? Take a leash, said Mama. And we put on our coats and boots and went out the door, getting into the car without talking. Papa backed out of the driveway. Well, what do you think? He asked after a minute. I think it's a good thing, I said. Me too, said Eleanor in her car seat. And we all know how Mama feels, I added. Strange things happen, don't they, Papa said. Of course, this dog may not be for us, you know. You'll know when you meet him, I said. Maybe, Papa said. We reached the shelter driveway and drove up to the front door. Julia came to meet us. Hello, kids, she said. She shook hands with Papa. And congratulations on your new baby. Nicholas, said Eleanor. Nicholas is a good name, said Julia. She Nicholas is a good name, said Julia. She took us into the same shelter room where we had first seen Grace, Bryn, Biddy, and Neo. Eleanor touched one cage. This is where Grace was, she said. A small brown dog sat up and looked at us when we got near. He had a rough coat and dark brown ears. He looked at Papa. He wagged his tail, a little slowly at first, then faster when Papa talked to him. Hello, sweet. Hello, boy, said Papa. How are you? All of a sudden, my breath caught in my throat. Papa? What? I thought maybe I'd cry, but I didn't. Look at his name, there on the front of the cage. Papa looked, and then I thought he might cry. What is it? asked Eleanor. What's his name? Scooter, said Papa so softly that Eleanor had to lean over close to hear. Scooter. In the car driving home, Scooter sat next to Eleanor in the back seat. She reached out to him, and he licked her hand. Do you think we should have called Mama and asked her if this is all right? asked Papa. She knows, I said. She told you to take a leash. Papa drove on, looking in the rearview mirror every so often to make sure Scooter was all right. I don't suppose you talk, Scooter, said Papa, making a joke. Scooter, I do.
Papa was so surprised, he nearly ran through a red light. Eleanor and I weren't surprised.